that have you noticed it? I know uh, the Pelletiers uh, figured it out quite readily after a little bit of uh, investigating. But if you uh, haven't seen it on the calendar, be sure you pick up a calendar, and that's what I'm presenting tonight. Key 23. Say that with me. Key 23. And uh, I'm going to explain what I feel like the Lord would have us to do uh, with that theme here this year. Now, double <clears throat> in terms, you know, when, when, when we say the word double, we automatically think of attendance. And um, we didn't quite reach that goal. But that wasn't the only thing that we were challenged to double. We were challenged to double our, our testimony, challenged to double our uh, invitations, our witnessing, our Bible reading, uh, all of the aspects of our spiritual discipline, uh, we were encouraged to double. And I think uh, some of it happened. Amen. Half again as many reading the scriptures. That's awesome. Very thankful for that. But Key 23 has, uh, I think, a different, uh, a different emphasis uh, because keys are small things. Keys are uh, so important to be able to get into cabinets, uh, into doors, uh, into uh, or start vehicles, um, snow machines, whatever. We know how important that small little item is. And... Um, I, the, the scripture talks about don't despise the day of small things because uh, that can turn into something big. And I think a key is going to be essential in that realm as well. <clears throat> Revelation 3 and 8 is where we're going to start. And it's actually the verse before that that uh, uh, makes mention of the key. But I think... Revelation 3 and 8 <clears throat> is where we're going to base our uh, thought or our theme on, uh, for Key 23. The Spirit is saying this to the church at Philadelphia, one of the seven churches that the Spirit spoke to and John uh, wrote that revelation. And uh, the Spirit says to Philadelphia, I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Now keep in mind, John is writing to churches that are not in a, can I call it a pro-Christian culture. Christianity has only been around uh, 60 years or so. Uh, John's writing uh, at, as in his uh, ninth decade. He's 90 years old. Holy Ghost was poured out 33 AD. So it, it, it's not been, it's been forceful. It's been very obvious. Paul said these things were not done in a corner. The opponents of Christianity said, those that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. They knew the impact. They knew it. But still, the culture is very much Roman or Greek or barbarian or heathen or whatever. And, uh, and so that um, little strength, keeping his word, not denying his name is worth a whole lot and actually can be considered keys to the work that God desires to do through the church. Praise God. So, key 23. You can be seated. How many have sought for their keys? You know, it's getting ridiculous. I've, I've looked for my glasses and they're on my nose. I've uh, had my phone in my hand and I'm looking for my phone. Uh, it, it's getting bad. But uh, keys 
have a way of disappearing. They grow legs. They run and hide. It's frustrating. But eventually they're found. Praise God. Somebody's got to uh, find a, uh, a way to embed the key with that, uh, that clap uh, identifier and, or however that works. You know what I'm talking about? Clap your hands and there's an alarm that goes off or something. Well, the keys that the Lord has for us have got to be sought. The Lord says, you'll seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. So, we're not, you know, not going to be lackadaisical about searching for keys here this year. The Lord has keys available for us. And we're going to be diligent about seeking him and finding him. We want his favor. We want his power. We want his anointing. Amen. And we're not going to deny his name. Because that's where it's all wrapped up. It's all in him, we sing. Praise God. And I'm thankful we know that for a fact. Now, verse 7, the verse before we read uh, Revelation 3.8, the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key. Ah, the key of David, no less. He that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Now, not necessary uh, to duplicate that statement, but in order to establish it strongly in our understanding, the Lord um, makes a repetition there of the opening and shutting and shutting and opening. And thank God that we're able to trust him to open the door and nobody can shut it. And then to shut the door and nobody can open it. Praise God. I think about Noah in that instance where the door was shut and the rains began to fall and the fountains of the deep were broken up and the water level rose. And no matter how great the cry, no matter how strong the beating on the, the side of the ark or whatever they may have done to try to gain entrance to the ark, the Lord shut the door. And we know that's symbolic as well as what the coming of the Lord. And they that were ready went in. And, um, and that holds true for the parables that Jesus told uh, of the, uh, those who were prepared to enter and likewise for us today. So no one can stop his work. No one can hold him back. And he gave the church an open door, and that's what we're privileged to walk through. Paul saw an open door in Ephesus, and, um, and he was committed to stay there. He wrote to the Corinthian church in 16 and 9, his first letter to Corinth, a great door and effectual is opened unto me. He recognized what the Lord was doing. He knew this was the hand of God. But he wasn't looking through rose-colored glasses, as we say. He acknowledged there are many adversaries. Did the adversaries stop him? Did they make him hesitate? No, he said that door is open, it's effectual, and in spite of the adversaries, I'm going forward. Praise God. That's got to be the attitude of the people of God in this day, this hour. We know the craftsmen rioted. They hollered out for over two hours, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And, um, and it, it was a pretty strong demonstration of their commitment to their goddess, Diana, where in the, the temple uh, was located there in Ephesus, and they felt threatened by what Paul and the others were teaching concerning the name of Jesus Christ, the resurrection, and so on. But that did not stop the apostle. He went right forth and doing the work of God. It, it's interesting. Revival or riot or sometimes both uh, came about as a result of their preaching. And uh, nobody needs to be indifferent about uh, what we say concerning the things of God. 
and uh, how we've got to be able to step forth with the key that God wants us to use. Now, I want it to be personal. I want it to be something that we are understanding is going to benefit me. And so, to start with, I want you to find a key scripture. And by that I mean a scripture that's going to inspire you, a scripture that may be uh, a promise, it may be instruction, it may be direction, but it's one that you're going to hold on to at the beginning of this year as a challenge to you and your spiritual discipline to step forward into the things of God. I, uh, I had several rattling around in my head, and uh, they were promises of abundance, promises of sufficiency, but the one I settled on is 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Because of the encouragement that I received from it, because of the uh, promise that is there, and because of the potential and possibility, I want to give thanks unto God who always causes us to triumph and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Amen. Put that up, please, Brother Levi. Just make sure I quoted it right. Didn't leave anything out. 2 Corinthians 2.14. And so, I want you to find a scripture that's going to speak to you. And it's going to be your key for this year. Now, it will change. There, there, there will be a time that uh, this verse is, is going to be uh, not necessarily fulfilled uh, in my, uh, my thinking, my, uh, my vision. And, and it's going to transfer to something else. Uh, another verse. Another verse is going to take its place and is going to be a challenge to me. That's what I want you to do. I want you to make it personal. I want you to find uh, that, that verse that is going to minister to you, just as this one has ministered to me over the years. And I'm going to claim it. Amen. That God is going to make manifest the savor of his knowledge by me. Everywhere. And starting right here. Praise God. And that power is going to be there. Now, Sister Glover uh, selected Philippians chapter 4. And uh, not just a verse, but a passage. And that's okay, too. A passage. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Maybe we'll do the NLT there, uh, brother, brother Levi. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. And uh, we're familiar with this passage more so because of um, the encouragement in prayer, including thanksgiving. And uh, the peace of God, oh my. Thank the Lord for the peace of God in tumultuous times that we're living in now. Uh, Paul talked about perilous times would be in the last days. And my, we're seeing more and more peril, more and more difficulty, more and more situations that have come and gone. And the Internet has been of great benefit, but there's a lot of peril there as well. Identity theft. And uh, people stealing money from you and your, uh, your identity and, and using your social security number, all, all kinds of crazy things that can happen. You've got to be careful. And then, of course, uh, the billion-dollar industry of pornography that's right under the surface of so many things and the peril that is there. Um, uh, gambling, you know, it, it's crazy. Uh, some of the things that are going on and, and, uh, and the peril that is, is everywhere. But let's take a look at it <clears throat> and read uh, Sister Glover's passage, for Philippians 4, 6, 7, 8, 9. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Okay. Then you will experience, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. There's no comprehension there. 
It's just beyond. But that's what you experience. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Don't, don't let them run rampant. <laughs> Lots of things to, to think about in this day. But fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice. Ah. Not read and forget. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. And there's that peace again. Praise God. So, you, you, you see where we're headed here? It, it's going to be your theme. It's going to be your verse. And I may, I may call on you somewhere along the line to, to stand up and read your verse. Praise God. But it'll be for you. It'll be what, you, uh, what ministers to you. And like I said, it, it may stay the same for the year. More than likely, it's going to change. And uh, just like the seasons change, the times change, the needs change, and, uh, and we're going to find another verse that just bolsters us, that just lifts us up, that just challenges us. Praise God. And thank the Lord. Um, that key will be there for you as you uh, uh, read the Word of God. Then I want you to identify the key method that works for you. I push Bible studies. I say Bible studies constantly. And uh, I love Bible studies. It's just a, a very wonderful time for me to share the Word of God in Bible studies. But that may not be your favorite key. That may not be the key that works for you at all. But find one. Find a means. Now, there are other Bible studies uh, or a variety of Bible studies that are available. There's the 12 uh, lesson one that I've found. I don't need to keep it in 12 lessons. If we only get to two pages in exploring God's Word in one session, so be it. If it takes 18 weeks to get through exploring God's Word, that's fine too. I've learned that. I don't try to squeeze everything in anymore, especially when there's an inquiring mind and someone wants to discuss something in particular in that area. Into His Marvelous Light is a wonderful Bible study that can be done in one hour or two half-hour sessions or however you want to arrange it. There's no particular way. It just has to stay fresh in that person's mind. Good old search for truth, 10, ten weeks. And um, that, that one is available. Brother Farmer's scripture list. You know, and the good thing is you can have those on your laptop. You can have them on your device. You can have them on your iPad. Uh, Brother Levi, are you, uh, you've started that link for Bible studies? All right. Brother Levi has done a tremendous job in putting the Bible studies on a link that you can click, and there they are. And, uh, and it's not a whole lot of having to search and dig and so on. Uh, they're, they're just readily available. I pre appreciate Brother Levi uh, putting that together. Praise God. And here's why. It's scriptural. Philip used scripture study when he left Samaria. We can't say Bible study because the Bible wasn't complete yet. But they had scripture. And Philip preached Jesus. And they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in Samaria. Peter and John came and laid hands on them, and they received something powerful to the point that Simon the sorcerer offered them money for the power to lay hands on somebody, and they received the Spirit. Obviously, something miraculous, something powerful, something supernatural. And we know in the consistency of the Scriptures, they were speaking in tongues. Praise God. The power of the Lord was being displayed. But now, the angel told him, go to the desert. I wonder if Philip argued with that. 
What? Got more to baptize. Got more to teach. Got more to pray with. And we're, we're reaching into City Hall. The mayor is interested. You know, could have been all kinds of argument there. But he obeyed and went down to Gaza. And you can imagine him standing out there in that desert area, probably on the traveled route, the trade route, going down into Africa. And sure enough, there's a chariot on the horizon, and it's coming closer, and the Spirit says, go and join yourself to that chariot. So he went over there, and the man in there was an Ethiopian returning from Jerusalem. And he has the scroll of Isaiah open. And he's reading. Philip asks him, do you understand what you're reading? And I hope we hear that Ethiopian's answer echoing in our hearts and minds in this hour, in this day. How can I except some man guide me? Who's he speaking about? Is he speaking about somebody? Is he speaking about somebody else? What? What, what's, what's he saying? And he read the portion from Isaiah 53. And Philip began at the same verse and preached unto him Jesus. Praise God. And now uh, Philip can understand why the Lord directed him to that isolated place. Why the Lord would bring him uh, out into the desert away from a citywide revival. Because that Ethiopian was key. See, here's water. What doth hinder me from being baptized? Thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. They both went down into the water, came up out of the water, and Philip was lifted out of there. <laughs> Praise God. What an experience. I mean, what an experience in Samaria. What an experience there in the desert, and then what an experience to be blasted out of there and end up somewhere else. How'd that happen? Praise God. I like to think that's a prototype of what the Lord's going to do in the rapture, and the power of God that is being demonstrated. Brother Treese is a Greek scholar. He's passed on now. His son is continuing the work. <clears throat> and he was in Alexandria, Egypt where the great library was that uh, Alexander the Great put together. Library still there. But the trees was up on a ladder, digging into the scrolls, uh, the Greek manuscripts. And he said he shouted hallelujah and almost fell off the ladder <laughs> because he read in the Greek text where that Ethiopian that was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ continued on down to Egypt, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost as it was recorded in that document. Praise God. A key person. Amen. So we want to be able to have our method that, that we like. If you, if you don't feel comfortable teaching a Bible study, then, then hone your witness right down to perfection. <laughs> Doesn't have to be perfect, but understand what I'm saying. Don't, don't stumble around, don't hum and haw, just boom, put it right out there. Amen. A testimony. Uh, you know, Mike, uh, Brother Mike, could have been rescued um, by 11 o'clock. It could have been rescued by uh, midnight or so whenever the helicopter flew over him. But the testimony became even stronger with him having to endure through the whole night and the work that is going on in the hearts of those who are associated with that rescue. Amen. God's working. God is working. But that testimony has been shared again and again and again. Praise God. And rightly so. And God gets the glory. Praise God. So keep using it. Amen. Keep testifying about it. You've had a healing touch.
And, and you can testify about how the Lord touched you. And, um, and receiving the Spirit, receiving the Holy Ghost. If the opportunity is right and, and there's an interest and a hunger, go ahead and receive it. Praise God. Pastor Miller is out hunting with a friend. And the young man hiking along with him as they're looking for a deer uh, begins to you know, just feel emotional and strong. And, and Pastor Miller thought it was because he shot and missed the deer. And he's telling him, shake it off. Come on. You know, we're going to see another one. And the young man said, no, I'm feeling the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Pastor Miller had been witnessing to him. So they stopped right there knelt in the trail, and the young man received the Holy Ghost out in the woods. Praise God. Incredible. Because that's what God can do. Amen. Hungry hearts and those, those key people. Now, now I, <clears throat> a word of caution. Stop for just a moment. And think with me. Now, those of you who have been raised in this, you, you're not going to connect. But those of us who came out of the world, those of us who were sinners and proud of it, think about when you first came to a Pentecostal service. Your first time in a Pentecostal church. You didn't know anything about Receiving the Holy you, you knew those people were weird. You knew those people were, you're not sure about them. I can remember being a little kid, and uh, I'm, I'm guessing it was the Pentecostal church. We, we went to a VBS, my sister and I, and we learned to sing songs in Clinkett. Uh, I, I can remember two of those songs. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I can barely remember being in, it was a Quonson Hut, before the, before the current building there in Huna, Brother Merle, that we've worked on, a Quonson hut kind of off in the, on the side there. And I can remember seeing people with their hands raised in my little five, six-year-old mind. I'm thinking, what are they doing? <laughs> and then when I was a teenager, I went again. And Brother Fisher was just preaching up a storm. And I'm thinking, what are you yelling about? <laughs> but when I was 15, a hunger really started in my heart. Not because anybody talked to me, not because anybody encouraged me. I just felt it. I just needed it. I, I was scared of hell because I read in the scriptures about hell. And I knew it was real. Now, you, you've heard my testimony about being touched by the Lord in the hospital when, when Sister Brooks prayed for me. So I, I knew the reality of, of the prayer. But when I came in to the Pentecostal church there on Hill Street, 2nd and Hill, and uh, had I been smothered by people wanting to pray with me, I would have been out of the door and gone. No, thank you. We've got to be careful that we don't bombard the, the people. You know, I, I know we're excited about seeing people get the Holy Ghost because we know what the Holy Ghost means to us. I know we're excited about baptism in the name of Jesus Christ because we know the power of it. And I, I baptized people that were kind of, um, how do you say it? Casual about uh, about the need to be baptized. They saw it in scripture and they said, "Okay, yeah, I'll be baptized." And it was like they got hit by two twenty <laughs> when they came out of the water. <laughs> it's more than just getting wet. It's powerful. Praise God! And they shivered and shook and and carried on. <laughs> it's it, it, it's more than just casual. Praise God! Now. We've got to be careful, however, that we don't flood or however, you know, how, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, be careful that you're, you're, you're not going to push too hard and overwhelm them so much that um, they, they, 
They turn you off. Now, I can remember Sister Megan. That's where you were, isn't it? You like that spot. <laughs> Her second Pentecostal service. She's up here going to marry Mike. And she's in church Thursday night. And the wedding's on Friday. I know there are a lot of people that would criticize that and say, oh, there's got to be principle. Oh, there's got to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all of that. But I'm trying to hold on to my backslidden son. I'm trying to get him back. And I don't know what in the world this is. She wears army boots, for crying out loud. But here she is in her second service. Brother Greg preached powerfully. Incredible. We're all worshiping. We're all carrying on. And Sister Megan just standing there. What should she do? Who should go to her? And finally here comes this fellow with hands that could cover a pie plate. And he puts his hands on each side of her. All our <laughs> granddad praying for her. And she received the Holy Ghost. She was baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Thank God. Now, sometimes it'll work that way. Thank God when it does. But most of the time, it's going to be like you and me. Just let them soak it up. Just let them, let it, let it come in. You know, as they open up a little at a time. Oh, if they're, if they're ready to receive it, by all means, let's pray with them. Amen. But don't overwhelm, okay? Because, uh, okay, Brother Rick, I'll put you on the spot. What would have happened? You step in with your big bushy beard, and you're in your service for the first time, and everybody swarmed you. What would have happened? <laughs> Where do they want a door? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and you, you should understand the church burned down, the building burned down. Uh, where we live is where the church was up by the road. And that building burned down in 1980, so they moved a trailer church in um, approximately where the swing set is, and that's what they had for church before this building was built. And so you can imagine, um, you know, how narrow from here to that wall and one row of benches and, uh, and here's Brother Rick. Really? <laughs> you remember that, Brother Norm? <laughs> <laughs> Are you spelling that B-E-A-R? <laughs> well, again, let's be careful. Be careful. Amen. And, um, and thank the Lord. It, it, it definitely can happen. But I, yeah, and that is a major key. Yeah, uh, just uh, a step at a time, a step at a time. That, sometimes that's the way it works. And for me, it was from September to December. And they let me cross myself, <laughs> sitting there in church. <laughs> um, oh, that, that was just me. And uh, I'm <laughs> nobody said anything to me about it, you know, like we don't do that here. 
or anything like that. I'm sure there were some conversations that went on at home. What is Mitch doing anyway? This is not Russian Orthodox. <laughs> but they didn't, didn't uh, give me any static. They just let me come and soak it in. And man, I soaked it in until finally I knew I needed to get to that altar and ask God to save me, to change me, to forgive me. And I left a pool of tears at that altar and got up feeling clean, feeling light, and so thankful. Mm. Praise God. So, we're, we're going to be cautious. Now, we sow the seed everywhere unto everyone. That, that's important. But I want us to seek God for a key person. We're looking for a key person. We're still going to witness to everybody. We're still going to sow the seed everywhere. We're still going to be the light. We're still going to be the salt. Every influence that we can render, that, that's what we're going to do. But we're going to pray, God, lead me to a key person. Lead me to someone in my workplace, in my school, in my neighborhood, in, in, in our family, or in a family. That's going to be key. In reaching that whole, that whole bunch. Praise God. Because the Lord, uh, the Lord reached out to key people. Remember that woman at the well? She didn't have a very good reputation. She didn't have a spiritual understanding. Um, but in spite of our, her hang-ups, in spite of her background, she went to the city and said, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? What a, what a powerful voice for the Lord. And then there were those that came and they testified, now we believe, for we've heard him ourselves. Praise God. She was key. And I, and I believe uh, that, that seed that was sown in, in that hour, that day, is what caused the huge revival in Samaria uh, uh, with Philip, or at least what um, uh, was the uh, fertile soil that the seed could uh, take part in. Cornelius, his experience with an angel, his desire for God, his devotion, and his generosity for uh, the things of God caused him to gather his household uh, his, his family members, his servants, some soldiers, because he's, he's a captain over 100 men. So he's got, a, he's got a pretty good crowd there when Peter and six others show up with him. And Peter begins to preach. Praise God. And while he yet spoke the word, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard. Praise God. Oh my, what an incredible experience. And they were all amazed that on the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then Peter, of course, would um, indicate baptism is next. That's what you got to do. And uh, oh my, that powerful, powerful experience. Uh, you know, uh, my point is, we hear of, of the beginning, and what about the influence that came Later, I think they were key people that the influence just kept on flowing, just kept on growing, just kept on increasing. Lydia, um, having prayer meetings on the side of the river. I wonder if she was, was the one that wrote down, down to the river. But she heard Paul preach, and she and her household were baptized. And then she opened her home to Paul and Silas and his ministry team. And, um, and, and then, of course, the Philippian jail situation happened. But even that, even that situation that came produced a household and a key person that would be, uh, oh my, th that jailer who put uh, Paul and Silas in the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks and at midnight, they heard them praise and sing songs. And then an earthquake, and everyone's bonds were loosed. 
everyone was free? Praise God. That's the kind of work God can do. Now, the jailer was about to harm himself, drew his sword, and Paul hollered out, do thyself no harm. We are all here. Now, it was dark in there. How did he know that? The Holy Ghost. Praise God. The word of knowledge. And the jailer called for a light, went into the cell where Paul and Silas uh, were, and asked them, what must I do to be saved? Interesting that that is what came out first. Were they singing about salvation? Were they praising God who saves them? We don't know, but God orchestrated it all together. And they took him home. He, uh, they taught him the word of God. He was baptized. He bandaged them up. They had breakfast. And every time that earthquake was mentioned, there would be a link, no doubt, to the jailer, Paul and Silas, baptism in the wee hours of the morning. Praise God. That key person, that's, that's what we're going to be praying for, asking God to lead you to a key member of, uh, of a family, any family, and believe that when they are born again, they will be the key to reach others. Praise God. You have not because you ask not. So we're going to ask. Praise God. We're going to believe the Lord. You, are you following me now? Okay, we're going to have a key scripture. We're going to have a key method. And we're going to pray for a key person. Now, we're still going to, we're still going to sow the seed like crazy people. Amen. But we're praying for one key individual. We're not holding back until the Lord shows us that one. No, no, we're going we're gonna to spread it everywhere. But that one key person is going to be what we're going to do. Praise God and believe the Lord for it. Now, the prayer focus <clears throat> that is on the sheet in the back there for January is open. Open. And so uh, we're, we're going to pray uh, and hopefully you've picked up a sheet. If we need to run off some more, we can. Uh, but be sure and get that prayer plan uh, when you leave tonight, if you haven't already. Because um, I, I want you to pray uh, that, that idea of open, because I believe God wants to open those doors. And we read, read the scripture, I've set before you an open door. And we're going to look for those opportunities the opportunity to teach, the opportunity to witness, the opportunity to testify, the opportunity to invite guests, the opportunity to bring them to share, what, whatever it might be. And uh, going back to Lydia, there's a particular phrase there that I've, I've read again and again, and I prayed. Opened her heart. Whose, it, it, the phrase is, whose heart the Lord opened. And I prayed, oh, God, open hearts, open hearts. <coughs> and uh, I, I believe the Lord can do that. Open minds. Acts 17 and 11, a place called Berea. They received the word with all readiness of mind. Paul is, is preaching. His team is with him there in Acts 17. Remember Acts 17 is the um, Mars Hill and all that stuff that went on. But these people from Berea received the word with all readiness of mind. They weren't arguing. They weren't debating. They weren't discussing. They weren't saying, what is this babbler going to say? They, they, they knew it was the word of God, and they received it and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. They were familiar with the scripture. There are people that are, are good people, good church-going people. They're familiar with the Bible. And you're going to be able to show them a bit more. And um, they'll be open. Praise God. And in this setting, Acts 17 and 11, uh, many believed. The Jews, the Greeks, the men, the women, uh, there, there, there was a revival. And uh, praise God. It, it, was, it was based in Scripture. And thank the Lord there, there can be uh, the outreach. Um, those of you who were at HYC... Um, 
a lot of people from Bethel, and some were from Quithlek, two or three, one or two. So, um, you know, the river, the river freezes, the Kuskokwim freezes and becomes a road. And uh, Quithlek is a short boat, boat ride up, uh, going upriver from Bethel. And so one of the ladies from uh, the Bethel Church drove up there on a Sunday afternoon to bring four girls back, four teenage girls back, the, the two that had been at uh, HYC and then a couple more. And one of them received the Holy Ghost Sunday night. Praise God. And then that one got baptized last night. And uh, Brother Bradbury said, yeah, go ahead. Brother Bradbury said, she stayed in the tank worshiping and praising God and speaking in tongues longer than anybody he had seen before. Just rejoicing in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Now, driving on the river is not something we do. Um, but praise God, they, they, they go out and, and uh, do that kind of work. Brother Lou uh, pastors the church in Tuxuk Bay, and Night Mute is on Nelson Island, <clears throat> and, um, and they rode, uh, he and the brother from Tuxuk Bay rode for one hour on the Christmas for Christ um, snow machine, so you're giving the Christmas for Christ, comes back and blesses the district, as well as starting churches down in Pascadula, Mississippi, um, Gula, whatever it is. But Brother, Brother Lou rode for an hour. Uh, okay, Brother Norm, let's, uh, what do you think the average speed would have been on that snow machine? Uh, no, going across, across the tundra, and it's on an island, so I guess they went across uh, open water, or not open water, but, you know, the, out into the island where Night Mute is. <laughs> so they went about 80 miles. <laughs> and, uh, and they had service. And 15 were in that service. The first service in Night Mute. Praise God. And they're welcome to come back. They want them to come back. Praise God. Has God put before us some open doors? I believe he has. Praise God. And we're, we're thankful for that. Now, Cher um, is, uh, ha has been very successful. How, how long did uh, Sister Maxine hang around before she came to church? She went to share group. She refused Bible study, adamantly refused Bible study. Um, how long, you recall? It, it was a long time. I, I, I mean years. And then finally, she agreed to come to church. And God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And... We baptized her in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I called Brad, her son, in Anchorage and put it on speakerphone so that he could hear, Maxine Hollifield, because you've repented of your sins and God has filled you with the Holy Ghost, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. I don't know if he heard the splash, but he heard the praise that went up. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's what we're believing for. That's what we're trusting God for. Amen. Now, Melissa baptized uh, here a few weeks ago, and she brought someone to church. And we've been trying to get to come for a long, long time. Praise God. And uh, thankful that, you know, possibly there's a key. There's a key right there. In Jesus' name, keep trying, keep praying, keep believing. Friendly but not forceful. Amen. Praying for a key. 
believing God to unlock those doors. So, you have a little strength. You've kept my word. You've not denied my name. That's the Spirit speaking to the church. Praise God. Talk about affirmation. Talk about uh, a, a, a bolstering, a power. Amen. And God, I believe, wants us to add to that strength, to gain more strength, to share that word, to proclaim that name. Amen. As we believe him for a key. And, uh, and I believe God is going to delight in giving that. Amen. Now, there's nothing mystical about it, nothing magical about it, nothing, you know, that poof, it's going to appear out of thin air. No, God's just going to move on your heart. God's just going to show you as you're reading the word. There's my verse. Praise God. And it's, and it's going to minister to you. It's going to minister to you first before it can minister to anybody else. And then the key method and the key person. Praise God. And we're going to trust God for what he's going to do. Stand with me now, please. Uh, let, me, let me just ask, uh, any, um, any questions, first of all, about Key 23? Any questions? <coughs> or any, any uh, additional thoughts? Maybe, maybe something just occurred to you here as, uh, as we've been sharing. Something that uh, has come to mind, Brother Norm. All right. So God can do it. God can do it. And then again, I know we love to be praying with somebody to receive the Holy Ghost. We get excited about it. Amen. And, uh, and the baptism, all of it. But we've got to temper that just a bit, okay, as we don't want to push and pressure right out the door. <laughs> um, uh, Visitors have put again and again how friendly this church is and how welcoming they are. You know, the little comments on the bottom of the card, that, um, that has been there several times. And uh, I thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, balance it, okay, so, so that it's not a, a situation that becomes uh, uh, scaring them out the door. <laughs> Amen. Any other, any other thoughts or comments? This is important enough. It's important enough for us to make sure we've got it. You know, I don't want to just stand up here and present my thoughts and my, my ideas. And, and uh, sometimes that happens. I know it does. And it happens to me. So I've got to be able to, <clears throat> to step in and, 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 and make it mine. Okay? So that's, that's what I'm encouraging here. Sister Belinda. And praying for family. I know how discouraging that can get when you're not seeing the results. Um, 
uh, I prayed for my mom for, for 13 years and uh, answered the phone at midnight. Oh, no. I can hear the effects of alcohol and all of that stuff. But oh, my. Praying for her to receive the Holy Ghost in our living room in Ketchikan. Just so incredible. And uh, I stood there with my mouth hanging open. This, my mom's getting the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. So keep praying. Keep praying. And, uh, and trust that God's going to do uh, that, that work. And uh, believe the Lord. Amen. Sister Donna. Okay. And I think that's, uh, that's a good thing. Now, um, uh, the Lord cautioned, you know, about repetition and so on. And then he gave us a prayer that unfortunately people use as repetition. <laughs> but it's okay to have uh, a prayer that you can pray that is, is going to be one that you hit again and again. And maybe it's the scripture. Maybe it's your... Maybe it's your verse, and it's okay to pray the Bible. In fact, it's good to pray the Bible and, uh, and, and keep coming back to it. Just uh, <clears throat> make sure it's not, you know, your mind isn't wandering to somewhere else while you're praying it because you're so used to praying it. Let it be something that you're seeking the Lord for and believing that God is going to do the work. Amen. Sister Esther, did you have your hand up? Yeah. There's a hunger in your heart that God recognizes. Yeah. But it can be pretty <laughs> pretty overwhelming. You know that uh, I'm sitting in my hospital bed uh, when Sister Brooks prayed for me and the pain disappeared. I didn't know what to think. I'm 12 years old. You know, my tears are, are being dried. And uh, I, I didn't get up and dance around or anything like that. As I, I'm a baby when it comes to pain. I just sat there in my bed and listened to her pray. And then her love and her concern and her compassion for me. It was just a few minutes. wasn't uh, probably not even more than 10 minutes. But what an impact. Amen. Let people feel the impact. And... Uh, and uh, the worship and, and uh, the praise and all of that. Amen. Brother Perkins. Oh. <laughs> well, um, okay, let's, let's, let's think about Brother Perkins for a minute. He's uh, a Marine. He's uh, been in uh, the battlefield He's lost friends, um, the harsh, harsh atmosphere uh, of battle in Fallujah. And, you know, those are old names now from 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And, um, but yet the reality was there. Okay, so he comes to church. Now what? You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff in that background, but God, but God did the work, made the rescue, brought salvation. Praise God. God can do so many incredible things, and he wants to give us the keys to have it work. Let's praise him together. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, my Savior, we love you and we appreciate you. We glorify you, Lord. Thank you so much, God, for so great salvation that you've worked in our lives and are working, still working, within my heart, within my mind. Oh, God, 
Oh God, I want to be used of you. Lord, the strength, the word, the name, all that you've provided. Help me, Lord Jesus, to put it in great effect for you in this hour, in this day, in this population, in this place. Oh God, that it could be used, Lord, for your glory. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord Jesus, oh Savior, we need your power now. We need your glory to be revealed. Oh Savior, your love, your compassion, your grace, your work, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, use your people in this hour, Lord. We know your coming is so very near, and you're not willing that any perish, but that all come to repentance. Use us, Lord. Give us the keys, O oh God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to step into the realm of the harvest and do the work that you require, that you desire, to seek and to save the lost. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. Praise God. Have your antenna up. Be ready to to step in the situation as God opens the door. Thank God. Because he will. He said it. I've set before you an open door. Praise God. And let's see what the Lord will do. God bless you so much. Uh, those of you who've read through the Bible, please join the kids in my office. And uh, the rest of you, head downstairs, please.